Welcome to this week's Spin Foil Theory. We're about to take a dive into another mystery from the lore of Destiny the Games. Specifically, we'll be giving high-level scrutiny to popular, emerging, and outlying theories than judging them. If you have any questions or theories of your own, write to us at spinfoiltheory at gmail.com or visit us over at spinfoiltheory.com. And now, let's put on our Spin Foil hats and get a little crazy. Here comes this week's show. Okay, this time, this time we're... We're doing it right. All right. Are you sure? Good at no more. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I hope so because I don't know how many like restarts I have. Uh-oh. I mean, I don't I, know how many I'm allowed. I mean, I clicked record at the same time as you, so hopefully, uh, yeah, this everything is going should be fine. To plan. Yay! All right. Well, welcome to the Spinfoil Theory Podcast, everyone. This is your host Taylor B with your other other host, Lady Lucita. How you doing, Lucy? Doing pretty good. Pretty good. We got snow on the ground here in the lovely land of Ohio. Uh, I'm not from Ohio. I am moved here recently. And uh, seeing snow before Thanksgiving is weird. I'm not used to that yet. Uh, my girlfriend, she's like, she said, like, yeah, it's going to pretty much welcome to the next weather for the, uh, or the weather for the next uh, four months. I'm like, oh, lovely. Glad I uh, totally packed my winter stuff. Spoiler alert, I did not pack any of my winter clothes whatsoever, because I'm stupid. <laughs> I was going to say, you should have known about winter stuff. I mean, I did, but I don't really have winter like clothes and stuff, because it doesn't ever get this cold in Washington, ever. Like, we maybe okay. see snow like once, maybe, but yeah, normally we don't get snow that much, so my uh, winter gear is, you know... A thicker jacket. So I have like thermals. I have my good snow boots. That's literally the only thing I have. Is my have here is my snow boots and like a beanie and like scarves. I have like some snow stuff. I don't have gloves, or my uh, really nice <laughs> winter jacket, because that's at my parents' house. Because it literally just arrived like a couple weeks ago. My uh, deep stone crypt jacket. It only took eighty-four years. It took over a year to get there like i've ordered the raid jackets before and normally it's you know nine months maybe but yeah my friend and i we were literally in like the last batch to go out so we cried many tears oofed yeah but oofed my biggest worry is i just hope it fits because i'm like "Uh," because i ordered the crown of sorrows jacket in the wrong size and I learned from that. I'm like, all right, I did the measurements and everything. I'm this size, so one size up is this. So this should fit. And if it doesn't fit, I'm going to be very mad because I won't have a winter jacket. It should fit. But I'm worried it won't. That's like nightmare fuel to me right now. I understand. I understand. Well, I I hope it fits. I, I believe in you. Thanks. In your ability to learn from past Past mistakes, Jets. yes. What even made me really mad is like I posted it on Twitter and someone said, "Oh, I was able to get my jacket in the in a different size." And I was like, "Huh?" And I did the thing that they said, and a bunch of support said, "No, no, uh, no resize for you." And I'm like, "But, but, but this per uh, okay." I'm sorry. Th- this has come in one size fits, Lucy. So. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I. I ordered it in the wrong size, that was on me, but it was just, it was frustrating because I was really excited and looking forward to the Kanasaro's jacket, because like, it looked nice and everything, but uh, 
when that uh, King's Fall jacket comes out, um, I'm I'm gonna like quadruple check everything. I'm utterly convinced the raid that's coming back is King's Fall, and if it's Wrath of the Machine, I'm gonna be mad. Would they really bring back Wrath of the Machine? I mean, um, Joe Blackburn and some of the other people they did an interview. I think with PC Gamer, it's one of the many different like gaming article people and they talked about the raid they're bringing back and they said it's not a small one so that eliminates crota but they didn't specifically oh. say what raid it was so people are like oh it's going to be wrath and so people are like no it's going to be king's fall and now everyone's arguing and my friend group it's uh, i think it's split 50 50 all right i guess it's, yeah about 50 okay. 50 some people really want king's fall like me i really want king's fall other people really want wrath and i'm like why why would they bring back Wrath in a Hive-centric... I mean, then again, Vogue didn't really have anything to do with Beyond Light. Yeah, but... I was going to say, isn't Wrath of the Machine... Is that a Vex? No, um... Wrath of the Machine is... Uh, Siva. Siva, yeah. The oh, variant, yes. Ooh, the variant okay. Elixni, which... I mean, if we're Because Bungie's Siva. really big on, like, you know storage and compartmentalizing that's kind of the reason why all of the enemy factions are all the same technically mm -hmm. like we only mm -hmm. have one elixni house now one vex subtype etc that was because it's so many different assets for you know oh we have the you know the elixni in four different colors or we have the hive in four different colors that's why they compartmentalized i mean now we do have you know we're gonna have three different versions of the hive again but that's different it seems i basically what i'm trying to say is it seems really weird for bungie to bring back the sivified fallen for one raid and not use it anywhere else that seems like a really poor use of resources and then on top of that they would have to redo the cosmodrome because the first part of the the raid takes place in the cosmodrome in the moth yards or rocket yards which doesn't exist currently in destiny 2 Mm -hmm. That's true. That was from the expansion. Yeah, with King's Fall, a lot of the bosses are already in D2, just reskinned. Like, we have Golgoroth's model from uh, Escalation Protocol. The High Celebrant is literally War Priest. I mean, the daughters are just regular wizards with pyramid heads. And then there's Oryx, which we already have the Shade of Oryx from. Prophecy, not prophecy, sorry, uh, Reckoning. And um, with Season of Arrivals, all of those times you went into the Ascendant Plane, it was, that was Dreadnought Assets. And even when you fought Nocris, that literally was the Court of Oryx, which is where King's Fall starts. So I'm thinking it's King's Fall because they already have a lot of the same stuff already in D2. And because if it's right. King's Fall, then I'll finally be able to recreate my look for my Hunter that I had in D1, mm -hmm. in D2. That's the main reason I want King's Fall, because... <laughs> but, I... but Lucy, Lucy, those are all very good points, but what about Wrath of the Machine? Shut up, Taylor, no! <laughs> <laughs> no, because like, some people are like, oh, look, there's SIVA-themed stuff in the store, and the mechanics for astral alignment with the um, carrying the batteries, that's one of the mechanics in Wrath of the Machine, therefore the raid has to be Wrath of the Machine, and I just look at them and I'm like, what? What? That doesn't... 
just because it, it uses the same mechanics, it doesn't mean that raid is coming back. I mean, yes, I mean. the, I mean, yes, but I don't know. It's just interesting, I guess. <laughs> that, that's like the only argument for Wrath. It's like, oh, some of the mechanics are already in. And I'm like, yes, you make a good point. However, would Bungie really go through all of this, I wouldn't say pain and, and suffering, but like the um the extra work to make it time the extra into work where we are for now. just one one fact because like the Xivified elixir fallen they don't show up anywhere else in destiny 2 it's kind of like i have the same kind of thought process with them adding in scorn champions like why would they add in scorn champions and everything if there's not going to be more scorn-centric stuff, cough, cough, the raid, uh, later on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, well, uh, yeah, I assume it's going to be a big focus, this, this yeah. one in particular. Yeah, definitely, because the scorn are kind of buddy-buddy with the darkness now, same like the Taken, which is uh, pretty exciting, I think. Yeah, or it's, pre or it's just purely to bring... Uh, Fickroll back, right? Because obviously he he's supposed to be immortal now. Well, yeah. he's always been immortal, but yeah. he's always been yeah. But now it's with the Tangled Shore going away. Does that mean Fickroll is dead? Dead? Is he moving operations? Is he still in charge of the Scorn? Be because of the we're just gonna get random reports of like if they killed Fickroll this week. Yeah, yeah we sent a fire team. They killed Fickroll. He's, they he's killed gone. him. They He'll killed be... him for real. Have they he's given dead a now. canonical reason why the Tangled Shore is moving? Or we have we well, like we're not that far yet. Obviously, this is this is we're, we're I don't predicting. But think I don't think so. They haven't really given a lore reason yet, like they have with everything else. They just said, "Hey, um, Tangled Shore is going in the content vault when Witch Queen comes out." So. It makes I sense. I think it's interesting. I mean, it makes sense because you've seen kind of the lore, especially with Mara coming back this season. She literally put a kill order on Spider. She said, once this whole thing is done with Sabathun, Petra, take your best Corsairs and deal with Spider. And I was like, oh. Oh, he, it's funny because Spider oh. pretty much knew that was coming. So he's yeah, like he definitely already knew that was been coming, prepared so. before she showed up. Yeah. It's really interesting, because I, I don't know if he's going to, like, sneak into the last city and be in the Elixir Quarter and, you know, help, with air quotes, or if he's going to get got. He's got to be... I hope I hope he goes to the underground portion of the Elixir Quarter. We don't... We don't that is true. There. there is that underground portion. So maybe would he'll he just live Would it. he really enter the, the... Actually, now that I say it out loud, he would totally just sneak into the last city. Yeah. I mean, there is a... Be like, no, entry. my name is the Scorpion. You have yeah. a completely different Elixni. Totally, Get out of here. Yeah. Well, he already has some <laughs> of his, his goons already in the last city posing as refugees. Right. And the Drifters there already, And the too. Drifters, like, like yes, sure, I'll smuggle sense. you out of the Tangled Shore into the last city. I can do that. Maybe. So, yeah, because yeah, that's, really that's the only other place for him to go, really. Really, in terms yeah. of that would be advantageous to his his operation. Yeah, but then what'll be interesting is since we're allies with the Dreaming City, and if you know he's in the last city, and we find out about it, Mars gonna be like, "Give us, give me the spider." Instead of us saying, "No, he's a refugee," we'd be like, "Oh, him? Sure, take him." 
don't care. Adios. Bye bye. <laughs> like, I don't know yeah, how many. I don't if... know how many more cards I guess Spider has left to play that he can really do anything. He's kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place right now because you know, Mara's Mara's coming for him. She's very mad for his uh, his treatment of Aldrin slash Crow. I, I, yeah, it, it, it seems, I don't know. I, I think, I think, I think Spider's going to make it somewhere. I, I think, uh, yeah. New Quarter's a great candidate. Yeah, definitely. Uh, even though he, even though he's unique, he, uh, would have the best, probably the best chance of blending in there. Or he might take it, I mean, he could take it any number of ways. Like, uh, what if, what if, uh, wherever the spider goes is how we get to old Chicago. Like the gangster he is. You know, that, I was just I could thinking that. that. I could see that. You know, he's like a gangster. I could, I could definitely see that. It just, I wonder where but, Drifter is going to smuggle him to. Because Drifter said, "All right, I'll do it," but. Oh. Groovy, groovy. Before we get too far away from it, everyone, uh, you've probably heard its voice already. But uh, we have a special guest with us today. We have Smart Hopewell, the Psalm Lab. Uh, content creator, video maker, and lore extraordinaire. Hello, how are you doing, Laura. sir? Yeah, how are you doing this week? Yeah, doing pretty good. It's been a it's been an okay week. It's not been as busy as it usually is, but it's nice to uh, for things to wind down for the end of the year per se. I guess so. Yeah, looking forward to Christmas. Nice. Nice, I can dig it. I can dig it. That is a that is a fun holiday. Getting getting all the gifts to give to people is. I I always have this weird thing because I used to love going out to like a bookstore or something or like the mall mm-hmm. and kind of just walking around and if something like said the person's name to me like that that's their present. That's that's how I like to shop. With. Last year I did not do that, you know, COVID, and with this year coming back around, I'm still kind of hesitant. So I, I have to <laughs> give vouchers. Have to come up with a new a new criteria. Yeah, right. Gift gift vouchers are the future. Honestly, I mean, I I've I've got a few gift vouchers uh, for my birthday this year, and I seriously appreciated them because I was just able to get, you know, the practical things I needed, whether it be clothes or like if it's foodstuffs or just. I don't know, stationary stuff or stuff like that. Uh, it's helpful. I can dig it. Yeah, that's a, that's a smart one. I should consider that. But this week, Smart, you're joining us with a pretty interesting theory on the new expansion coming out. Why don't you tell us about it? Yeah, so my thinking was that perhaps Savathun's throne world is an illusion on some level in that this is a character who inherently is a liar and has done nothing but that since the first time we even heard of her um, all the way from Fundament to now and so it would make sense that some elements within that throne world are not what they seem and maybe some of it is could be deemed a uh, high, well, I guess, like a guess, a wild guess by Savathun of what the future could be. I'm not 100% sure about the pyramid. The pyramid, Obviously, the pyramid, we've been told, 
will involve a raid and it's cracked open so that's interesting in itself so there's a lot of, there's a lot of this huge question marks i think with savathun's throne world what's in that pyramid who cracked the pyramid open stuff like that um so it's going to be interesting to 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 see what happens but yeah my theory is just that maybe everything she says isn't what it seems and that's basically how she's operated up to this point yeah definitely interesting i could definitely see that it's like an illusion like mm-hmm. what's real what isn't real kind of reminds me of um if you guys have seen like any of the marvel cinematic movies kind of like uh uh most recent spider-man one where he's fighting mysterio mysterio's projecting all these illusions and you don't know what's real what's not kind of reminds me of that a little bit but I could definitely see uh, Savathun being all like, this is all fake. haha. But on the flip side, if this is real, then it has a lot more ramifications for us Guardians. Which is also scary. Oh yeah, I mean, I think I think the Hive thing is real. Yeah. It's definitely like, I think that's, that's going to be interesting to find out how she got access to the light my theory is that she obviously having her worm removed probably kills Savathun um just from the way that I don't know I've I've kind of been going over a lot of the things that she's that like the encounters we've had this season that just ended season the last well it's, it's coming to an end I guess and it seems to me like she really wants to to get the worm removed and there's been no evidence of if it is removed if she'll survive that process so my assumption is that she probably dies and she uses a ghost which she's used necromancy to create to revive her as a guardian but by force interesting so that she has access to the light i don't even know if that's possible but so far in destiny things that aren't supposed to be possible have happened so that's one mm-hmm. theory that i had about how she gets access to the light and then obviously she just replicated that process for the rest of her brood yeah definitely maybe well that's that's where i start to wonder right um if because if she if she dies and i think it's very plausible that you know you would die if you remove your worm does that mean she can't do any of the space magic though does that mean she can't hide her death do you need the worm to be able to do that or are the worms just sort of the uh the catalyst what allowed what allowed the hive to uh, sort of study and and wield that magic because i'm convinced even with a ghost that doesn't mean the hive magic goes away it just means now also ghost powers Ooh. well the the it's the hive logic is based on the sword logic and the sword logic comes from the worms which came from well we're, we're told the deep whether that be the entity or the darkness that we know of even though we still don't really know what darkness is but anyway that's different different podcast <laughs> for another time but um like i would i would argue that without the worm she doesn't have the ability to do anything or so it would seem anyway because somehow the 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 hive's logic seems to be so extensive that it sort of it bypasses even what their original the original 
workings of their power was. So it's one of those weird things, and I think you get a glimpse of that when the uh, when Crota cuts into the Vex homeworld, and you get all these different kind of Vex come through. But it's his uh, it's his interactions with Curia that's really fascinating because. Curia essentially analyzes the sword logic and then masters it within a short space of time and then is able to use that to essentially mimic or almost identically produce uh you know demonstrate hive hive abilities anyway I mean that's what we're we're kind of led to believe that there's there's no certainty in that you guys know the law is super ambiguous but it's just interesting that the hive logic I assume is based off of paracausality on some level because obviously it comes from the worms and the worms come from the darkness. So it's interesting to me that Curia was able to replicate that and then even like um, project Orrush, uh, Oryx's former self, and then enough so that Oryx could have a conversation with himself pre Oryx, which is interesting. But yeah. Uh, but back to the point, just, just yeah, just that it's possible that maybe without the worm she's completely powerless, because that's what uh, Mara seems to believe. But yeah, what do, what do you guys think? Well, one thing that makes me curious about this is if I think of the first thing that comes to mind is the sort of reverse of that situation, which if, if we go back to, uh, you know, um, Crota, you know, since since he's been brought up, and Toland, Toland learns the death song, everything dies, his ghost included, but he's able to come back. <clears throat> yeah, I found that weird. It is kind of weird, um, and it's not like he comes back as a guardian either. He comes back as this sort of wisp. He's a ghost uh, that little, we follow little, around. Little spooky ghost. He's a little. He's a little spoopy boat. Spoopy ghost. Spoopy ghost. Not like I not like an R ghost. That's actually him or like a familiar. Ooh, maybe, maybe. Ooh, maybe he's, he's actually somewhere else, just just watching through the familiar. I could. It's like a conduit, like he's really in the ascendant plane. Because it's really interesting, you know. He does he does do that uh, quote of that poem where he's like, you know, dancing and floating above everyone. Mm-hmm. He's all impressed with himself. So it's kind of. Hmm. Lucy, what do you think? Hmm. What do I think if that's really tall end or if it's uh, something else, like a little projection? Or, or the of hive. Hmm? <clears throat> or like the hive getting the light. I think Savathun has all of these little puzzle pieces, you know. She she learned necromancy from Nocris. She has a bunch of light stored up mm-hmm. from the Endless Night. That's what the whole point was. She basically was stealing the light from the last city. Um, she has all these dead ghosts she got from Crow while posing as Osiris. Um, plus, uh, she knows the little, I guess not really checklist, but you know, devotion, bravery, sacrifice. I think all of that put together is how she uh, steals the light. So I, I think it's legitimate. Which is also terrifying a little bit, because that kind of takes what we know as true, hence survive the truth, 
And yeah, but with Toland, I I think that's really interesting because I mean with with the death song that the death singers sing, it kills everything except for the people singing it. So, I mean it makes sense that if Toland sang along with the death singers, he would live, but how he became the little ball I'm not that's the part that's kind of weird because it's like he uh... even his ghost was like go for it dude which I thought was kind of funny but I'm not yeah, his ghost was like creepily enthusiastic <laughs> I know that's what I'm like I want like for my that backstory was also very for my... weird yeah it, it, I mean it kind of shows that like especially we have um Toland's ghost, we have the story of Catabasis and his ghost. His ghost got corrupt too, so I'm thinking ghosts are just as easily corruptible as guardians. Yeah, that would make sense, because they are sentient. They're like the next... I mean, in terms of AI within Destiny, we had Rasputin, we have uh, Failsafe, and then it's literally the ghosts. So, so it I makes just sense think it's that they're interesting. corruptible. Yeah, that they're uh, that they can go bad. And I wonder if um, I'm just curious to see uh, if we're able to like hear any of the hive ghosts' perspective on like how do they feel about resing hive? Are they okay with it? Do they feel like are they like evil ghosts, so to speak? Are they? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question, because the trailer that we saw, which which I want to assume is either one full cinematic, or it's like individual pieces cut from one large, cine- different cut uh, scenes. Yeah, different cinematics, yeah. Um, it kind of leads us to believe that, sh- that Savathun is controlling them, which is which would make sense, because obviously she's used uh, everything Nokra has taught her. Yeah. And she still also, I forgot, she does have the Crown of Sorrow too, which is now a mind control device now, instead. Yeah, so that's, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that, because I did a video on that a while back, and there's nothing concrete, but, like, that was the that was the question I was asking, is, like, does Savathun have the Crown of Sorrow now? Because obviously, uh, um, well, Savathun posing as Osiris got access to the hidden archives which was in the last city and in that archives is the crown of sorrow um so be yeah be interesting so i it just makes me wonder if the crown that we see that she's wearing in all those clips and all the promotional art is just the crown of sorrow but morphed possibly you know suit her needs i could definitely see that because she was the original i wouldn't say original owner but she's the one who left it for callus to find and then Callus is like, I'm gonna put this hat, this hat on a baby, and then Galron. Crown of Sorrow raid happens. I always thought that was so funny. Yep. That Galron or sorry was bear. a baby. <laughs> put the crown of Frowny on the baby. Oh no! <laughs> Tantrum time. Mm-hmm. <sighs> you know it. it it's interesting because. You remember that theory back in D1, you guys, where people thought that maybe our ghost was Dr. Shin? 
interesting. I vaguely, I vaguely remember yeah, hearing about that. Yeah, yeah. It comes from that story mission where um, you're defending from the hive, actually. Um, Is that the hive? No, it was on. And... No, that was on Venus. That was on Venus. I think it's the. Yeah, it's the you're going into the Ishtar collective. I remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's on what is it? Maybe, all right. Well, you're def- you're defending against someone, yeah. and uh, Ghost when Ghost finally turns on the computer system, it's like greetings, Doctor Shim. Yeah, I remember that. I remember some people thought that maybe us, like the Guardian, was Doctor Shim too. Mm-hmm. Or it's just an automated response, maybe to whoever yeah. switches on. I don't know. Possibly, or the Ghost when the Ghost hacked it, he, he that was just the credentials that the Ghost grabbed, but we don't know. So, this makes me wonder, especially with all the things you hear from Glint about uh, where they were in their existence before yeah, you know, being released as ghosts. Definitely. It's it makes like... me wonder it makes me wonder if maybe something similar is, hap- is going to happen with the hive. Like maybe those ghosts are going to be you know, souls of of uh of ascendant hive or hive warriors. Possibly. That could be that could make sense. I mean, because um, in the Inquisition of the Damned lore book, there's a whole bu- the whole lore book is about basically ripping people's souls out and putting them in other bodies. So Tevathun could be like, all right, taking these guys, ripping your soul out, slap using Hive Necromancy, Alica Blam, bring back a. Because if you just use Hive Necromancy on a ghost, it's not going to have a soul or, you know. I guess it really depends on is a ghost a machine, like a fully 100% machine thing, or is it like a sentient light in like a robotic casing? We don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think I think that's what's great. It's uh, great and also crazy is that it's all of the above and then probably like a million times more at the same time in terms of what the the ghosts are. I only think of that because, oh, I only say that because look at the Vex. Like the Vex are microorganisms suspended in, <laughs> in fluid that take over machines, which is just far out. Yeah, I could, uh, I can dig that. Um, well, and it makes me wonder too, you know, with the whole with the whole necromancy uh, thing. The whole idea is that you know, uh, at least with Nocris, is you're feeding the one worm now, and your worm is a worm god. Yeah. So if the if the worm is taken out of the equation, how does the necromancy help? Yeah, that's where it's like, hmm, I'm not sure how it all. Correct me if I'm wrong, but in total, wasn't there five worms? Yes, it was Akka, Ear, Yol, Ur, and Zol. And then Z- Zol, yeah. Yeah, there's so, the five worm gods. Akka is still alive, right? No, no, no. Akka, Akka is, is who Oryx got rid of. Is, yeah, the one that Oryx. And then Zol we took out. Yes, and then all that's left is Ear, Keeper of Order, Ur, the Ever Hungry, and Yol. The honest worm. Oh, so we still have a whole three. Oh man, this story yeah, is gonna go on for a while. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. I'm thinking like for 
I'm curious because we still have, you know, the final shape. We have light fall and the mm-hmm. final shape. And we have three worm gods left plus Zivu Wrath. I, I'm not counting Savathun because Savathun's the main antagonist of Witch Queen. So I'm, I'm curious to yeah, see I, if be, we'll deal with the worm gods like in the light versus dark saga or afterwards. We don't know. Like that's what really boggles my brain is like all of destiny so far has been, you know, this pivotal battle between, you know, the darkness and the light in this wager. And then once the wager's done, what happens? What do we do? Like, my brain explodes. Well, that's... I think that's what's interesting, isn't it? Like, so far within the storyline, we've always had a new major player show up, I guess, on the on the, on the chessboard. Uh, on There's the chessboard, always, like... Yeah. There's all the rooks, and then you've got the knights, and then there's, like, the bishops, and then... So I feel like... <laughs> Which every time we turn a corner, there's another, uh, there's another person in the way. Savathun, I think, is somebody who will ultimately escape, just because that's her her character. I, I at least I hope. Um, I feel like Zevira or Wrath may be the one that is kind of like gotten rid of easily. I don't know. That's kind of how she's being made out to be. Um, but we'll see because obviously, like they're against each other, and once she finds out that Savathun is now wielding the light, um, maybe she'll want to join her sister or be against her. I don't know. So that'll be yeah, interesting think, in itself. I think out of the three siblings of Oryx, Savathun, and Zivurath, Zivurath is the most, I guess, devoted to the Worm Gods, like utterly, or the darkness slash Worm Gods. Especially now, she, uh, she's very, I think she's not, at least if, if I remember correctly, in the Shattered Realm, there's dialogue where I think they say that Zivu Wrath is getting orders, not from, like, the Worm Gods, but from the capital D Darkness itself, so, mm-hmm. I think that's terrifying, personally, I think yeah, same. Zivu Wrath is terrifying. <laughs> Like, the cryptoliths scare me because guardians can get infected by those a little bit. I mean, if Sagira hadn't sacrificed herself, we would have been dealing with a Wrathborn Osiris. And you saw how many supers he he blasted in, like, two seconds. He must have an intellect of, like, 15 bajillion to get supers that fast. But I digress. It's, uh... Because with Zivu Wrath, it's endless fighting. And it's basically, and with, especially when she's fighting Guardians, it's basically an unstoppable force versus an unmovable object. Because you can just keep yeah. throwing guys, keep throwing guys, keep putting mm-hmm. up more cryptoliths, infecting more people, which makes her armies bigger. And if we, like, mess up once and lose our ghost, then we're donezo. But with her, she can just keep mm-hmm, throwing, mm-hmm. keep throwing, keep throwing, keep throwing guys. As long as there's people for her to infect with the cryptoliths, she can just keep throwing people at us. Yeah, it's interesting because I feel like with the 
like you made a really great point i think the like i think the cryptolith thing is is a loose end that's probably still going to continue yeah and the only reason i say that is because some of the trailers that we got for season of the hunt there's a lot of what was in that that hasn't actually been fulfilled like there's one particular shot that shows uh cryptoliths all over the dreaming city now we only have i think three locations where there's a cryptolith in the dreaming city if i'm mm-hmm. mistaken like one yep there's by... one in the uh davilian mists one in the spine of carries and one in the garden of Ascilla. That's where all three of them are in the Dreaming City, and then in the Tangled Shore, there's, I think, three or four. Oh, three. yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then there's one on the moon? No, I lied. There's four in the Dreaming City. There's also one in Harbinger Seclude, because that's where you do the, the, final, yeah. the final mission. So they're, they're widespread in the Dreaming City, but there's none in the Strand, and there's none... I mean, yeah, there's nothing really in the Strand or Rea Silva, those two big patrol areas. But mm-hmm. I also, yeah, I remember that trailer because they also showed Wrathborn Cabal, which they're in the lore. Yes. We haven't yeah. seen yet. So I'm thinking, I'm there's, thinking you're right. There's like Maybe. an entire, uh, like, actual in-game scene where you see them. And then there's also in the background pyramids. Uh, pyramid yeah, shows. like they're like the... Mm-hmm. Um, like the the it's the pyramid thingy little tiny ones that show up when you're the different zones in Europa are like mm-hmm. stasisified like you get enhanced stasis. So, yeah, no, definitely, I definitely, it's either a it hasn't happened yet or b it's cut content, which is possible because I know um yeah early on when they were showcasing stasis the, the Titan super had two fists of ice and he it was a little bit different than what it is now people were like hey bungie what the heck is this and i think one of the devs commented on it saying that was an earlier build of what it was gonna look like so i think it's kind of sad i I liked having i I thought having like both ice fists i thought that'd be cool but so yeah i'm how will you hold your gun if you have both ice fists I mean, it's in you're in your super. It doesn't matter. You don't need to use your gun. You're just gonna punch everyone with a block of ice. Just gonna like, just gonna drop it and come back later. Yes, just be like, uh, ghost, hold on to this for a sec. I'm about to go ape shit. Well, probably I don't know. Maybe just just stow it and then save it for later. Yeah, maybe. Some of the physics in uh, Destiny is just. Outright insane. Some of the stuff that they have. Yeah, seen. that's definitely why it's uh, yeah. Because I know um, lettuce different. He's a really smart guy. He always is like, I'm gonna explain it with real life physics, and I'm like, that's cool, and it makes sense. However, space magic. <laughs> Not like harping him on on him for anything. He's doing a fantastic job. But <laughs> sometimes I'm just like. There is the line where it's like suspension of disbelief. You just gotta be. You just gotta roll with it. Right. That's kind. That's a lot of what I do. I'm just like, you know what? I'm rolling with this. Do I understand the physics behind it? (laughs) Absolutely not. I am not a physicist. 
I'm just a the probable uh, space magic, and then the the uh, the improbable. Yes. Definitely. I like it. I like it. Just a uh, you know you reach you reach a point in every story where you have to be like, well, space magic. Pretty much. <laughs> really. <Yeah. laughs> it's the no. I mean it's the best an- answer, isn't it? If from a developer standpoint, because you can just well whatever the argument is oh at least you, at least you hope i mean i think what it does is forfeit your right as a as the developer to have to get into a debate with a community member that oh yeah this is the science it's like just look it's fictional get with it pretty much yeah you know i kind of i think i think you and i were talking about this last week lucy but like i i i kind of like that i kind of like the idea that <clears throat> It's a fictitious thing like space magic that's doing it as opposed to, uh, you know, when fiction is like, yeah, no, we're super, we're going to be super grounded in science. And then they get to a point where they have to break science because it's like in the future or or like what whatever. Um, like, what is it that uh, that movie Interstellar? I want to say did that. Yeah. It's like, OK, this is really good. But oh, you just broke science. Yes. Well, I know, I do, I think with Interstellar, they did actually talk to, like, real physicists, and that's how they got the model for the uh, the black hole. And I think it was, like, the most, at the time, it was, like, the most uh, accurate simulation, and, like, computer render of, like, what a black hole looks like. I mean, obviously, they probably added some, you know, artisticness, but, like, the theories and everything... All yeah, like uh, I think I think being grounded in science is great. I think that's what Bungie does uh, for the most part, for yeah. sure. Uh, and I uh, and I definitely definitely appreciate all the effort that they go into to uh, try and make things as a uh, what's the word? Give it as much like truthiness as possible. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Right. Yeah, definitely. So for me. Uh, sort of reining us, reining us back in here. Um, I gotta tell you, all all that all that to consider, like how how she gets the ghosts, how how she's able to get out of the worm contract. I, I'm assuming that's going to involve some tricking of Mara, or like dishonesty toward toward Mara uh, to get her to do it. But I. I think it'd be really interesting if we hit a point and we go into her throne world and she's, uh, you know, immediately have have all these uh, hive uh, guardians to throw at us. I think there's, you know, kind of an argument because even if you're in an illusion, you're in a simulation, that doesn't make necessarily the threat to your life or the threat to the last city, like, really all that much different because if we think about the endless night and uh Coria from last season like we were basically in a simulation the whole time hell we may have even just only fought a simulation of Coria. it is possible yeah that yeah that's in, what i was in hoping the Vex as network well. and so if Coria is still around <clears throat> i mean who's to say it'd be interesting the, the, yeah so the, the the one part holding it back on really like like doubling down on on that idea is you know even even though she's taken i still don't think she can simulate uh paracausal stuff 
So then I'd have to wonder, like, is the illusion... Oh, is the illusion a trap, maybe? Yeah, like, that, that that's where I'm getting hung up on now. Like, where would the illusion be coming from? Or, like, where would it be coming from? Like, how is it... How is how is she illusion... You know what I mean? How is she tricking us? So that would be... That's my yeah. big thing. I think that's bugging me at this moment. I... Mm-hmm. I really like the idea, especially if it, you know, comes from what ends up being like a, uh, like a chapter pull. Like, uh, they're like, well, we, we've cracked open this, this here pyramid ship and now we're just doing all sorts of silly stuff. Um, you know, we can, we can simulate the, the light. We can do this, that, the other. And I, I would be here for it. It'd be like, okay, yeah, this works. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the one the one thing that gets me though is like I get that we're going to her throne world. I don't know why she would let us. Yeah, no, definitely. I don't think it's a I, I don't think it's a case of let us as more like obviously we're paracausal, so we're just literally brute force our way through, which is kind of what we've done through the entire of Destiny so far. Is always broken into where we're not supposed to be. That just makes me think all guardian powers are actually centered around trying to uh, like force your way into something. So now I think the ghost, those little beams of light, aren't uh, him, aren't them connecting to the interface. It's him punching it. Yes. Just little. Yeah, that's why it takes them so long. They just keep hitting it till it works. <laughs> into into cooperation. Yeah. You will work. You will. They don't. Ghosts. <laughs> Ghosts, yeah, ghosts are entry level. Not even entry level. They're like, just picked up an IT book yesterday. Help desk. They're trying whatever they can for us. It's, it just so happens that we're even worse than they are. <laughs> no, that's uh, it's, a, it's a solid theory. It's a solid theory. If, if, if anything, it's funny. Yeah, I, th- I, think, I think, like you said, it's, it's interesting. I think that it's possible... Um, yeah, pretty much. That's why I was like, there's no way... How how in the world does Sabathun get access to such a massive, like, trump card? But at the end of the day, like, she, she's kind of been... She's kind of been there almost at every step of the way. Uh, Post-Oryx, I want to say. Because, well, actually, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe... Maybe pre and post in a sense of that, like the whole Crota thing into the Vex world, that was intentional mm. because she knew she needed a Vex mind to computate a ton of stuff that we still don't know what that is. Um, she went after, she, like, obviously, she has Curia, and then moving forward, like, she went for Callus. And what's also interesting is so did the Nine. And Later on, uh, if you excuse me, <clears throat> if you read some of the lore, you'll notice how some of the, the events that happened. Not only was the nine involved, but Savathun was around at the same time, or happened to go after the same character. And it's not. I'm not certain if it's yeah, the no, that's mm, really she's following the nine or the nine was following her. But it's interesting Absolutely. either way. I guess that just makes me wonder, you know, because I guess we haven't we hadn't really. Hmm. The Vex absolutely have this quality about them where if you've met them once, you've, you know, there's a good chance you've known them your whole life after that. 
be, because of, of how they do. Um, you know, we saw it in the cinematic on, uh, on Mercury uh, when we were rescuing Saint. And so, I... If she... It, you know, obviously she she threw his sister's tricked Crota into into opening up this this gate to wherever the Vex were. Um, mm-hmm. But it just mm-hmm. really makes me wonder how did she? I think is what you were kind of touching upon, Smart. How did she know to do that? Yes, yeah, I th- I do believe there's going to be some element of that. Um, I think to not have that would be very anti Savathun. And I don't think at this at this late stage in how she's revealed herself so far, though it would be limited, though it has been limited, would it change necessarily? But I guess that's the whole that's her whole thing, isn't it? The whole teasing you with it's not the truth, but it is the truth, but it's not the truth, but really it is the truth. Ha ha ha! You don't really know what I'm doing. <laughs> like, you know, she's she's the, she's like that girl in school who just really likes to be aloof and, uh, you know, plays plays tricks on you, um, but really has a hidden ulterior motive, and you you still never know what it is. Um, but yeah, the the machinations that she's been pulling for would have probably been like millennia, like just so much time. Um, is is just wild. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so going back, going back to the to the idea that what we see in her throne world is what she wants us to see. Um, but yeah, you know, versus like obviously somebody like like Oryx, who is uh, is I mean, or- Oryx was the the I guess played more of a the male lead role and he was just very straight up uh we're gonna we're gonna chop everything in the universe <laughs> to, to submission you know uh so that we can be become the the final shape and his whole thing was about becoming the king of king of shapes um but somehow spoke to the to the whatever he spoke to and ended up becoming king oryx uh, the Taken King is what his thing became. Um, so it's just very interesting how he went in with one mindset and then came out with a completely different uh, mindset altogether. And he knew he knew that he wasn't like final form, and he knew. I feel like he knew he was going to die because at the end, like I, I know I haven't played Taken King, but the very last cutscene uh, of when Oryx is dying and he leaves his sword. He knew, like he was laughing, so it's like he knew what the end was going to be, and that we would still face so many other things that are yet to come. So it's like, ha ha ha! You think you've beaten the darkness, but I'm just like a minion compared to what you're yet to face, kind of thing. Yeah. Oh man, it's like at the end of the first season when you finally beat the boss, and he's like, "I'm not even. I'm like rank bottom. You don't even. Here's the rest of them." And then that's how the show... I'm thinking of, like, Power Rangers and stuff like that. You thought you were fighting the big baddie the whole time? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or, like, uh, Super Mario, where it's, like... The old the old NES Super Mario, where it's, like... Uh, th- thanks, Mario, but the princess is in another castle after, like, a hundred... <laughs> after much, yeah. breaking down a hundred castles. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. And all those dudes shaped like uh, like Bowser 2. Mm-hmm. Just to be a toad. Like, come on! 
You, why would why would he dress you up like a princess? <laughs> what? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where is that princess? Where is she? <laughs> we had one goal. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I think I think there's always this level of when you when you have a character like Sabathun, who's uh, almost like Machiavelli kind of kind of like level of planning and insight into mm-hmm. what what their enemies will do there's always this like you, you, you have to distrust everything and so it, it makes me wonder if we go into a throne world we, we brute force our way in what if you know if, if she can make illusions and let's say it it doesn't change from what we know let's say it's like limited to non-paracausal stuff like simulation type type rules what if she starts showing us the golden age what if she starts showing us who we were before we died i mean the biggest the biggest fear that i have is that savathun getting access to the light her figuring out what the light is where it came from and like what else it can do and then, obviously, that danger then leading into Lightfall, which would fully explain the light, like... I mean, I, I feel like the... the We've had no premise or synopsis or dis- description of what Lightfall is supposed to be other than the name. But the imagery suggests the light is going to fall. Or they're saying... Light fall is in like uh, I don't know, like a victorious, and the light will fall upon people. Kind of you know um, way of looking at it. I don't know. Maybe I'm mm. reading into it too much, but uh, anything's possible. Like nightfall, right? lightfall. Yeah, burns yeah, out the exactly. World. I mean, it, I I do wonder if we if we become victorious for the side of the light mm-hmm. in the uh, in the conflict between light and darkness. I wonder if that's just going to flood the game, flood the world with light. I think so, and then it'll probably like push out big bad <laughs> because it'll be like it's like a Thanos thing. I'll do it myself, kind of, you know. And he grabs the gauntlet and then steps out, kind of thing, um, because nobody else he's sent has been able to just get the job done and yeah. get rid of the darkness ultimately for uh, for good, but. What is very curious about this whole segue from uh, the Sabathun's throne world into Lightfall into Final Shape is that in the Book of Unveiling, very uh, begin which book is it? I just I'm trying to remember which book it is. One of the books. Um, I think it's Gardener Gardener the Winnower. I think mm-hmm. it's that book, and it talks yeah. about how in the beginning. Uh, how the light and the dark followed the rules or or played the roles they were given or something like they played their given roles I think is how it's written and I was like whoa this is really interesting because this is the only context in all destiny lore where we hear anything about how the darkness and the light have been given a position so that would assume that somebody gave them or put them in the roles that they're playing right now, and I was like, "That's that's insane," because it means there's something else like worse than them. Well, do you guys do you guys remember that show reboot? Yeah. Nope. 
Is that uh, the, the animated 3D? Yeah, show? yeah. Uh, yeah. 3D show from Canada. It's probably before your time, Lissy. Don't don't feel bad. But uh, quick quick rundown yeah. of it is this this it took place inside a computer like some someone's personal computer and when games came in that was bad because like the npcs were like the bits of ram and like your friends who were living in the computer with you um oh i see, I see. and when the game would come down they would reboot into their role and so it just makes me wonder if, if destiny is just one big game or reboot <laughs> <laughs> I, I look i i it's I, I i it's so funny that you said that because i think when i first started doing destiny law that was literally like the the narrative that i ran with in the beginning and i was just like this is just one big loop we're literally i think i think it was around the time people were complaining about how destiny content is slow it's really dry and now we've got beyond light and i was like you guys realize that this is literally this is like a refresh this is a redo on everything that bungie didn't get didn't get right the first time again but with more added on the end if that makes sense because i, I mean that's at the end of the day most great storylines are linear right you know they start and then they end and then somebody picks up the baton again and then the whole story starts all over again so even when we get lightfall there's this huge assumption that is the traveler going to end and the darkness going to end yeah maybe in their current form but obviously they're, they're, they're two forms of light so how do you destroy a light if that makes sense so eventually i would assume that you know the next stories will involve maybe just light in different ways um i kind of touched on that um, the whole spectrum thing I was talking about last week where I was like there are more there are so many other colors in on like within a prism so I was like even if we don't have uh, you know stasis arc solar and void anymore we might get you know earth something a like cloud maybe earth air or something like I don't know water something <laughs> heart exactly <laughs> With all powers combined. That's right. That's right. We summoned Don Cheadle. <laughs> that gif. That gif gets me every time. Dude, there's a whole video. There's a whole video. Oh, really? Oh, I need to Of see him that. in that costume. Yeah. Alright, well, we're gonna pull that for you here. Um, yeah. Yeah, you know, I think, I think uh, one thing that I've talked about before on the show with Lucy is we... For all intents and purposes, I feel like we've only ever dealt with pieces in the game. Mm -hmm. We've never dealt with the players. Yep. It's intentional. I, I think, anyway. Yeah. And so I think I think, I think, think players are probably what, what comes next. If I had to graduate level of threat. I, I, I agree with you. I think Kaz PhD touched on that this weekend. He did a video where he was talking about the idea of changing the focus from a singular guardian to, to multiple and he was talking about how in beyond light that was kind of the narrative that we had right we began with how stasis has arrived and now one 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 guardian heard the call but then all the rest came running and now there's like multiple guardians running around with stasis some are good some are bad but he was saying how exciting that is because it opens up room for more inclusivity and then diversity as well because then everybody gets to tell their story within a story and i think that yeah like you kind of just mentioned we're moving into that a bit more where it's like 
there are multiple story loops and everybody has a different take on how the story may end or begin. Um, and that's kind of exciting too, because I guess it allows Bungie as a narrative team to play with the, you know, all the ideas they've had so far, like Season of the Chosen, the whole Cabal thing, and being united with the Fallen, you know, our worst enemy. Um, and, you know, I guess as Mithrax mentioned it too uh, in, in Season of Splicer, where he was like, maybe even reconcile with the Hive, you know, maybe this whole Savathun truth bending thing is actually about her wanting to be good and not bad but she's just being cautious because she's hive and that's you know who she is she has to do what she's got to do kind of thing um because i imagine if if we're taking on hive in her throne world and they have the light then who's the winner there's no winner of that battle because everybody's respawning Yes. everybody's coming back unless you're literally destroying ghosts and that that can only go on so long because every time one ghost goes down another one replaces it if that makes sense so i don't know it's not as if like we're going to be stripping the light from from uh hive guardians but maybe that's the thing maybe that's a whole new premise and why we would need to harness the darkness more than the light because now we need to start you know removing <laughs> becoming darkness and removing the light from those who could be a threat and destroy you know what's been built with the light so far i don't know i'm running on building a whole new game from this but yeah but actually that sounds like one of the expansions that i played i think earlier this year maybe like end of last year but uh final fantasy 14 in one of the uh, oh, cool. in one of the expansions, yeah, you have to become obviously like throughout most of the game, and this isn't a spoiler, everyone. I I, I promise. Um, you're a warrior of light. In this in this expansion, you have to go to a realm of some characters that you'd met before, the warriors of darkness, and you have to be a warrior of darkness because in that world, the light won, and now it overruns everything, and it's the threat. Oh, oh that's that's clever. I like that. Oh, yeah. that could totally be what Bungie's doing. And if that's the case, that's yeah. that's pretty exciting because I guess it has this whole like internal battle of moral justice because you are essentially saying uh, just because you think something is bad doesn't always make it bad, but too much of a good thing can become a bad thing. And good people make bad choices all the time and bad people make good choices too so it's very interesting that's clever i, I like that if that's what's happening but yeah it's cool i would i would be i would be into it i would be into it um guys i think i think i'm going to move us into scoring unless there's anything else that we wanted to uh we wanted to jive on before before we get away from it here mm-hmm yeah, I'm 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 good. Yeah, I'm good. Right. Okay, uh Lucy, would you like to score first? Um, I'm gonna score it uh fifty seven hive ghosts. Mm. That's the most hive ghosts any theory has ever gotten. <laughs> ten out of ten. Well no, I mean like I can definitely is, is see Savathun. <laughs> yeah. I could definitely see Savathun. <clears throat> 
pulling uh this is all just a big trick on us but it's a big but here um with everything we've seen Savathun do so far mm -hmm. i think it's more leaning towards Savathun actually stealing the light i mean you did say that's that part's true the part that's not true is maybe like everything else that's going on there which i could definitely see that I guess it really depends on how much is fake and how much is true, I guess. And that's kind of mm -hmm. the whole point of Savathun's whole expansion is literally the tagline of it is survive the truth. So I could definitely see that possibly happening, but I'm not sure. Hmm. Yeah, I can I can go next here. I'm going to give is everything an illusion or is is things not presented the way that they actually are i think might be a better way to put it in sabathine's throne oh wow okay. i give it i give it uh i'm gonna give it 38 simulations of aurash damn yeah i'm gonna give it 38 <laughs> simulations of aurash i i i you know i i don't know if it's going to be that the enemies are the illusion or the world is an illusion yeah, there is a lie about whatever's going on in there i'm sure um, of that so yeah i mean it's my own theory so I don't <laughs> that's, that's where i'm at I I'm, I'm gonna you give smart? a modest like 25 uh hive nights i score my own theories all the time dude don't feel bad uh simply because i'm i want to be fair because i it's a it's an interesting theory i've been wrong but I think some of the framework is there for maybe what we okay. Okay. can hope to see. There's gonna be some illusion for sure because it's just Savathun. Even if it's even if it's just like a there's a wall that looks in, that looks real, but really it's invisible because you can walk through it. I totally anticipate some sort of gameplay mechanic oh, in yeah, that definitely. sense. Yeah, I definitely. Yeah, I definitely think there might be stuff like that, kind of like with what we've gotten in the Shattered Realm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, shout outs. Uh, Mr. Smart, do you have any shout outs for us? Yeah. Um, just want to say thank you for having me on the show. I always appreciate it. It's always good fun mm. and super relaxing. Uh, but yeah, shout outs to Psalm Lab family. Thank you for all the support and also others in the Destiny community who always support uh, the creations that I do. And also, huge shout out to Kaz PhD, who's also another lore content creator. If you don't know him, please check him out. He's actually streaming on Twitch right now, which is twitch.tv forward slash Kaz PhD. I should probably be promoting my own link, but yeah. <laughs> I, I always send everybody his way because he sends everybody my way as well. So it's like a, it's like a partnership uh, link referral that's nice, thing. That's but yeah. nice. Love it. Love it. Nice. Uh, Kaz is a friend of the show as well, so we'll be we'll have to get him back on here sometime. Definitely, definitely. Now that he's now that he's away from Canada, and back in his normal continent. <laughs> <laughs> um, Lucy, do you have any shoutouts? Do I have any shoutouts? Oh man, I always hate this part. I'm always bad at like thinking of <laughs> people to shout out. You're fine. I don't know. I don't know. Um... I'm just gonna give a shout out to my my partner, Kelsey. She's the best. Ten out of ten. She's super thoughtful. Cause like earlier this week I wasn't feeling good. 
I literally took Tuesday off from work because I wasn't feeling that good. And oh, no. before work, she Aww. went to the store and got me medicine and chocolate because I was like, I was dying. I wasn't actually dying. I just had like, I sometimes wake up and just have like these really, really, really bad migraines where I literally can't. Mm. Like to the point where like I'm literally almost on the point of throwing up, I'm crying. It was a mess. And I was just like, I'm dying. And she went to the oh. store and got me migraine medicine and a heating pad and uh, chocolate and it was really sweet of her. Like, she didn't have to go out and do that because she had to go leave for work soon. But she's like, nope, I'm doing this. You're important. Aww. So, like, she's the best. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. That's so nice. That's my shout-out. My mm-hmm. shout-out is to my partner, Kelsey, because she's number one. Oh, love it. Um, I'm going to give a shout-out to my dad. I'm going to give a shout-out to my dad. Uh, oh. Since we last recorded, he... Uh, my my dad's pretty old. had had me, you know, after he was over the hill into his forties, um, and so my dad uh, is going into retirement, and he was celebrated and honored at uh, his church. Church uh, he took me to growing up for forty five years of service. Wow, that's amazing! So, Congrats! Yeah, yeah. So I'm. I'm giving my shout out and all my honors to the old man here. I don't know if he listens to my show, but here's to you, Pop. He might. Have you sent him the link for the show? I, I, should. <laughs> I should. I should. And then and then I'll get a call back like like a week later. He's like, yeah, I can't figure out how to change. All I got is your fucking show now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought I thought you were going to say he's going to go. Who is Sabathun and what is this destiny? <laughs> what is this destiny? Yeah, no, that's my dad because my da- I my dad's a very supportive of pretty much whatever I do, and so uh, he listens to my to the podcast and he always, he's always like, so this is what you mean when you talk about destiny? Because like when I still lived with my parents, every morning when I'd wake up, I'd make like hot chocolate because I can't drink coffee and mm-hmm. um, he would make coffee because he's you know he can have that and um, I would tell him about destiny lore that would be like our morning thing and now we don't we can't do that anymore so I'm kind of sad but he still that's listens so to the cute. podcast though he still listens to the podcast Aww. that's nice yay well my shout out is to uh, Lucy's dad then welcome welcome to the show Yeah, <laughs> he's gonna listen he'll be like why are you guys talking about me? No. <laughs> my dad's my dad's like super chill. My dad's like probably the coolest person I know. I keep doing it. Ouch. <sighs> well, with that, everyone, uh, everyone out there listening, uh, thank thank you for stopping by again this week. Thanks again to Smart to uh, the Psalm Lab. Um, and we'll have links to all of his stuff, even though he sent you toward Kaz's way. We'll have links to all his stuff when we release oh, here in a thanks, little bit. Um, thank you, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, and you know, thank thank you, the listener. Thank thank you for stopping by once again to uh, to see to hear our thoughts on some Destiny and sometimes other game more. Uh, drink water. Weather's changing. Get some sleep. And take care. Take care of yourself. You deserve. Yeah. It. Stay warm. I was, I was, I was yeah. going to say, stay frosty was like, that's the opposite. That's, that's the opposite. <laughs> no, no. no you're where, not wherever, wherever you are in the world, yeah. Where, wherever you are in the world, Snowing stay appropriately outside. temperate. Stay temperate, yes. I like temperate. that. Temperate, yeah, that's it. Yes. Appropriately temperate. Right now, because it's, it's snowing still. 
Still snowing. Endless wow. snow. Awesome. Awesome. Well, with that, everyone, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Doodles. Bye. That's off, Guardians. That's it for this week's discussion. Have any questions or comments about this episode? You can reach out to us on Twitter, at SpinFoilTheory, or write us an email at SpinFoilTheory at gmail.com. If you'd like to read our show notes, check out articles, listen to past episodes, and more, be sure to pay us a visit over at our website, SpinFoilTheory.com. The Lord Network.